Hey everybody, I'm Jody Vance. And I'm George Affleck. And it's time for It's Go Time! Unspun. Go time, George Affleck. Go time. Counting what day down. is it? Let me check my Less than one month. One month from today, it's the 16th here of September, you'll be waking up in the morning going, who's my mayor? Who's my council? What do I got here? <laughs> or you'll be going, oh my God, my mayor. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm afraid that I'll be the latter there, but I will vote. And I think <laughs> obviously everybody should vote. And we yeah. have been talking about knowing your candidate. It's getting ever more difficult to really know your candidate because the spin is so entrenched, mm -hmm. but there's some new pieces of the political puzzle coming to light and we're going to get to a couple jurisdictions but let's start with vancouver first <laughs> yes Did I all just was say fun a to party talk about name you said no <laughs> former party name one of the many parties we've had in vancouver exactly. uh yeah this well this was interesting um there <laughs> this guy um um from the courier he's actually a homeless guy named uh woodfoot oh god i'm sorry um uh, anyways, it'll come to me. I'll tweet him out. Uh, he uh, found in, in his dumpster diving some paperwork uh, that um, uh, included all this uh, information about fundraising for, it appeared, Kennedy Stewart's campaign in Vancouver. And, uh, you know, it, it was interesting because of the names on this list. And they had this thing called Team Captains. It was basically an inside look at how fundraising works for a political party. Um, it was a bit confusing because people were tweeting and I was, I was also looking, this is, you know, this is a interesting and another hit to the uh, crappy policy that the NDP developed related to municipal finance reform in elections uh, because uh, it doesn't, what they created is created all sorts of uh, opaque uh, processes, you know, no, no lack of transparency. Uh, in this case, it's hard to know what this list was. They, they, they aren't claiming it's theirs necessarily, but they're also saying, "Hey, we're fundraising." It appears what the list was was at the UBCM. Gold. At the UBCM, they yeah. basically admitted. Oh, did they? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's basically what it could have been. Like, there's two things that I always have a problem with fundraising and the way the way the policy works is it's created what are called PACs, you know, yeah. uh, where they have like United States, you have these groups of people that create these third party organizations that raise funds that are completely uh, distant from the campaign, but of course are supportive of candidates and that money, yeah. they can come from anywhere. Uh, and then there's the whole uh, $1,200 limit to has can't be corporate and so uh what in this case you could see what was happening i think i saw raymond louis name on there you know twenty five hundred dollars was his goal well so you know put his 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 twenty twelve hundred bucks and perhaps his wife or one of his kids is twelve hundred you know then you get you get your twenty five hundred <clears throat> in other cases you know you have ten twenty thirty forty thousand dollars for certain people to raise uh you know where did you know you got to you got to find people to give twelve hundred bucks and it, it just creates the uh, begs the question of who do you know that can find 40 people to give 1200 bucks or a hundred people to give 1200 bucks. And how do you talk them into that? And, and strange that they're all the same last name or work for the same company or whatever. It's just, it just creates a whole bunch of, uh, what I hate, uh, you know, opaque, uh, financing of elections. Right. Cause somebody who's organized and strategic about that is still going to benefit in a way that they might have in the old system where somebody who is legitimately trying to do it by the book, by the rules will be like yeah. buried. 
buried. Yeah. There must have, be. What's the yeah. better way? What would you suggest? How would you suggest it best work? I guess is my well, question. Well, the $1,200 limit should be higher. Let's be serious. It's, you know, that's the provincial limit too. If you're an individual wants to give $10,000 and that's fine. I think the, the limit should be increased and, and there should be real time transparency. So when that's the money comes in, it goes, you submit it, you, your name has to go on the books in real time, you know, so you go on, it's so the technology's there. It's not hard to do it fundraising right. with, right. uh, you know, go fund me. Uh, but also, you know, it, it's, it's really about what happens in between elections. And I keep saying this, I've said this for, since I got elected in 2011, you know, with vision Vancouver raising millions and NPA also raising tons of money. But once the election was over and you're, and you're in office, um, your party, you don't know what they're raising. You don't know how yeah. much money, where the money's coming from. The, yeah. the transparency is just not there. And I think that that should change because if you're in office and your party's raising funds, then it begs the question of influence once you're in power. And if you don't know, I mean, elections are one thing, but you have no power until you're actually in office. And, yeah. you know, the whole, well, you owe me if I gave you money for your election. You know, that's that, that I, I think it's more about when you're in office and you're getting, and there's funding happening behind the scenes that's paying for operations for you to win the next election. Isn't there, like. isn't there a bit of a, a possibility of investigation? I'm not sure where it's at really, but I don't know that we're really surprised by it because you and I have been talking about how City of Vancouver letterhead have been coming out with like campaign-like press releases for Kennedy mm -hmm. Stewart. Like, but yeah, Colleen Harbuck's filed a complaint about that. Uh, Let's talk about that staff, through. Because uh, there are nerds, we're nerds. And, and most people <laughs> yeah. aren't. So explain that. Right. Well, I mean, the Colleen Hardwick, and she's running for mayor, and she's filed a complaint. Oh, she's got Bill Thielman on her team, and he knows he knows the, the regulations quite well. And, and this is, you know, he's 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 filed. They filed a complaint to the province saying this is not uh, that staff working on the campaign while they were being paid by City Hall is inappropriate, but. I, I've been I've gone down this road when I was in office <clears throat> with the mayor and yeah. uh, got shot down several times. So hmm. it's a bit mm, it's a bit if it's more of a PR play for them, I think, than anything. I don't think it'll go anywhere. Um, one of the things that's interesting, I think, you know, we talked about turnout last time and, and I think it's going to have the lowest turnout. And it's not necessarily it is partly related in Vancouver anyways uh, to lack of interest or, you know, lackluster candidates, uh, you know, disappointment in the quality that <laughs> all of them represent. But also, you know, you may hate the money that, the, you know, these parties used to get, uh, but you'll you see a direct correlation to funding uh, when 2014 Turnout was, I think, 43% in Vancouver. Uh, I think Vision raised 2 point something million. MPA raised 1 point or whatever million. In the last election, they both, in 2018, both those parties, which were the main parties, raised under, I think, under a million, around a million. Um, and you saw turnout go down to 38%. This election, I think you'll even see less than that right. potentially being raised, which you'll, I, I, there's a direct correlation to turnout because you got to get the vote out and voting, getting the vote out, the city does its advertising. But really, if you have two parties spending $2 million each in a market, people know an election's happening and they know a lot about the candidates and they, cause they yeah. hear about it. They see it. They read it. There's you hear about there. it because it's on radio ad nauseum or it's everywhere. Ad yeah, nauseum or just phone calls. About, but you talked phone about, calls. yeah, phone calls yeah. too. But you talked yeah. about, um, the Ken Sim ads on CKNW about road costing, attacking the Kennedy Stewart road costing mm -hmm. and what have you. And there's been some news around that ad in particular. It's been allegedly it's been pulled because of its inaccuracy or it's misleading. Oh, really? Yeah. No, yeah. I didn't know that just, 
that just wow. happened. I think late yesterday, I got a, I got a, a flag on that. So they but must have had standards, Canada. There's an, there's media are required to follow certain standards. Uh, you know, unlike some social media sites, yeah, <laughs> there are regulations for, or kind of, you know, CRTC and, and the news media in general and yeah. traditional news media have to follow certain regulations in the case of radio. Uh, there are these ad standards that you have to follow, and honesty is part of that. So I wonder if they got didn't comply. Uh, if there was a complaint, I think I think it was probably Kennedy Stewart's campaign. Probably but, Kennedy Stewart's campaign yeah. that it walked a line. It inferred something that was not uh, confirmed. So it's mm. like, and you know this, you know this all too well. You work in communications, crisis communications, PR, and marketing mm. with Curb Communications, and you know that the whole political dance, the spin lives in dancing next to that line right mm -hmm. right yeah I, I yeah if you want to get people talking push yeah. the push the envelope because what happens is okay there's the ad campaigns that you run that push the envelope and then people get angry and they start talking about it in uh, in the media uh, for free so you yeah. get all this free coverage so you know us you and i talking about that ad being pulled is is still positive pr for ken sim in a way right uh, it, it it lets us it gets media talking about it and that's that's one of the main goals of it if to be provocative in your in your ad buy that leads to public relations, whether it be good or bad, there's the old adage, there's no such thing as bad PR. Um, yeah. For the most part, that's true. It's just like, if you're talking, if you're not talking about me, then I'm in trouble. If you're talking right. about me, then I'm, and, and you know, that, that ad did resonate to a lot of people. I don't think it's going to be, I don't think that issue is the, is the issue that's going to. I just remember you saying, it. I have heard that ad so many times. There's an old, sorry about this, but there's an old adage in radio. By the time we who are on the radio are sick of an ad, the audience is hearing it for the very first time. So people yes. who are P1s, the people that are listening constantly yeah. and are like, I hate that ad every time. I, there are a couple of listeners mm -hmm. who are like, every time that ad comes on, I have to change the station. I'm like, I feel you, sister. I know. But there are people who have never heard that ad before. You know, when the rest True. of us are singing along with the Doors Galore jingle, right? Like, <laughs> but let's, let's, sorry, gotta get your doors at Doors Galore. I mean, it's entrenched in my brain. Sponsorship availability, availability at, uh, that's right. <laughs> Mike, give us, call, give us a call. Give us a call. Let's talk about Surrey a little bit because I did see something mm -hmm. on social media with regard to uh, that mayoral race and the mudslinging yeah. certainly has begun, but something, uh, I'm not going to say a little offside. I'm going to say super offside today. I don't know who the person is who's at the root of the tweet. And I went to the the bio and we're not following any of the same people. The The Twitter handle is, is under Alba Celesti. I don't know, but a okay. screen cap of, of, of one of the tweets. And I wish I had it up here at my fingertips, but Taranjeet Parmar, a, a former colleague of mine at Roundhouse Radio, mm -hmm. she was at News 1130, now she's with CBC, doing a great job. Um, Bupinder Hundal, who is the uh, the news director, executive in charge of Global BC, um, and then Jazz Johal. Okay, so three South Asian prominent journalists. This particular tweet came at the, those three specifically, basically saying, I can see why you're coming after Doug McCallum, using your plat platforms to come after Doug McCallum in order to support the South Asian candidate to become mayor. Like it was just, I, I read it. I'm like, this is racism. This is racist right mm. here. I can't believe what I'm seeing here. And then I thought of you because I just, mm. just saw it all go down. Like it's just moving mm. on Twitter now. I find it distasteful, disgusting and wrong, uh, mm -hmm. frankly, but this is the mud. This is the ugly, right? Oh, With yeah less than a month to go. We're going to see more of 
Oh yeah, yes. totally. And 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 I've seen some polling for Surrey, by the way, and Doug McCallum's in single digits. So so really? it doesn't look like he has any chance of winning at this point. Some of the polling I've seen, which is interesting. The the giant stadium didn't resonate. It just kind of mm-hmm. well, I think it's a cool idea because I lived out in the valley, grew up out there. And yeah. if you grew up in the valley, you kind of go, Yeah, I want a stadium out here. Um, but it it just added to the his crazy uh issue that you know, he's, he's Bat, you know the, the foot getting run over the court case he's he's outrageous he's getting too fringe yeah. uh for the yeah. voters there now and so they're looking at alternatives so that that's why it gets ugly when things get uh when things start to when people start getting scared about losing or there's a chance that you can win if you do something differently or or or, or you yeah. then it gets kind of ugly and and you'll see that you're you know part of that what you said about ken sims ad uh you know pimp filing complaints and lawsuits and you know, the stuff that I've been seeing Sparkly related to, uh, to, you know, to Drex, you know, people complaining yeah. to, 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 he works at Jack FM, he's the morning show host there and yeah. complaining to his boss about things he's saying on the radio and tweeting or something. And it's like, Oh God, not just to his boss, like yeah. directing people, directing people to complain to the radio station and to the CRTC. Like that is so yeah. incredibly offside. I yeah. have, I have no time for people who do that. And it was it was basically outed where DMs were flying around uh, and somebody who received one of those DMs screen capped it and, and tweeted it. And that's how Drex found out about it. And he started the hashtag know your candidate. And I, that's your, anybody who would do too. that, yeah, coming at people's jobs for having an opinion yeah. on your political leanings that's garbage. That is that is somebody who is trying to manage the free press in a desperate way. That's gross. It's really un, it's unbecoming of Canadians, yeah. in, in my opinion. And we'll get into federal politics in a sec. But before well, you, we go, you federal, actually on your show last yeah. night, we we're talking. You had Brad West on, and I think you know that's on the other side of the coin where where politicians are getting. You know, he he did very. He, I think it was a scoop for you guys. I hadn't heard. It this was. Story. He, we he didn't know it going in. Show. Yeah, yeah, and you know, you guys are on Check TV every Thursday at eight, 8 o'clock. I, I yes, PVR, so I, I yes. I'm Thursday, watching it. Thursdays at eight. Thursdays at eight, and um, Brad was on there, and he talked about his him and his family being threat, their lives being threatened, and this is significant. I mean, I have had people annoying me. I know Melissa de Genova in Vancouver's had her family threatened and has gone very far down the road of like you have with your issues related to uh, threats. Um, uh, I never had that kind of stuff happen to me, but just to see that Brad West getting that, that is, I mean, you know, he's a super nice guy. <laughs> so I'm going to explain this. Uh, let me, let me give it's this to you. Cause Lin- Poco. Linda and I were gobsmacked because we don't do a pre-interview and tell people what we're going to ask or say, but they, welcome come in sit down let's talk for 10 minutes yeah and so but of course we had like he was coming back from the ubcm uh 37 mayors across british columbia uh have been acclaimed so they had no one run against them so boom you know on the day where all the filings are required you're just mayor again so we Mm -hmm. were gonna go to all of these spots and places with brad and we got to touch on some things but he kind of paused when we were speaking to the vitriol that some, because maybe the fact that so many are acclaimed because mm-hmm. people don't want to go into politics, because people don't want to get targeted this way. And he said, you know, 
I, I, what, this is the first time I'm going to share this, but it was at the root of it, George. And this is what's so incredible to me is that it started about a bylaw that Brad West has nothing to do with and no power to change or manage. This individual in Port Coquitlam had an issue and then decided it wasn't getting resolved to his satisfaction, started coming for the mayor. The mayor tried to cool the situation. And then this individual came at with death threats to Brad. Then he went to Brad's wife and then he went to Brad's children. And that's when Brad took it to authorities. Authorities took it to the crown. Good on the crown for taking it seriously Mm -hmm. and charging this individual. This individual has entered a guilty plea. Uh, Now the question is what might the consequences be? Because this guy didn't just threaten over email and what, which is should be bad enough, frankly, but showed up at city hall with a replica gun. Whoa. That's serious shit. That doesn't happen in Canada. Usually that's, especially at a municipal level, but that is crazy. That's, that's crazy. And, and I, mean, I thank the mayor for, for sharing his story. And and I, if you watch it back, I mean, I watched it back. I hate watching myself on TV. It's why I like to do things live. I don't like listening to myself either. But yeah. I was watching and I could watch my face become triggered because I was just like, I felt ill for him. I felt this, do not do that. Be angry. Make but, change, write vote, letters, vote, vote your person, phone, but you don't can't do that for Brad. But that's don't the threaten people. No. Don't threaten. you know? It's, that is just this is what discourages. That's why you have probably thirty-seven people not uh, running and be trying to compete with other mayors, having been in office. Um, you know, the the it's it, there is this personal space. I guess you know you have to accept that. But I do know it's interesting. There, when John Cooper. Um, decided he was not going to run for the MP. There was a rumor that I was going to be taking his place. Yeah. And I and I heard from a couple of people that uh, some other parties, I won't say which ones, were digging up dirt about me and they were going to expose me. I'm like, oh, the dogs oh, are going off. Tower bell. They, they agree Dale. with me. Hey. <laughs> the dogs, on, dogs in the house. They, yeah, dogs. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mute myself while they bark and then you can, okay. you can carry on. Hold on. Yeah, no. So the 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 um the, the key the, this was really interesting, and they were putting together some kind of uh, dossier of things. Probably I said on this show because, and I'm thinking, I pretty much uh, can stand by everything I've ever probably said on the show, and feel pretty confident that I'd be able to defend most of what I've said because I say pretty much the same things over and over again all the time. Yeah. It's not much. It's like not, and I said it when I was in office too. These aren't these aren't. Uh, this is not a, a coup of you know to get what I've said. Anyways, I, obviously I'm not running for mayor, and uh, and I, but it's just like you still you hear that and you're like, blech, blech. oh, you're muted. You're muted now. Sorry, am I back yeah. now? There the we go. the dogs back. were the dogs were mad on your behalf because I remember we were going back and forth on this, and and how disgusting is it? that even before it's confirmed that you might do something, people just yes. made the but they already had an arsenal built of how the strategy of how to come after your credibility, your character, mm-hmm. and who you mm-hmm. are. I think that speaks to just how flawed politics has become, particularly at the municipal level where we really have an opportunity to, to make change for the better in our city. Imagine if all of the energy of going into the sparkly things and the ribbon cuttings and the yeah. the letter writing campaigns and whatnot and and all of that energy actually went into cleaning streets, collecting garbage, <laughs> taking care of oh, right? I'm so I'm <laughs> such a naive 
you definitely can't run for office. I know I can't. I never would. I never would. I would lose my mind in one council meeting. I saw Linda point. ask you that. I think it was Linda asked you that last night. I was like, oh, I know you've been asked many times. You asked me once. <laughs> yes. You did. Are you going to do Would you? And I'm like, no. I remember we were yeah, sitting yeah. at the diner. I barely knew you then, but I was like, <laughs> I'm going to tell him the truth, man. Well, Let's I thought maybe that's what you were trying to pick my brain because that's I would people would often would take me out for lunch to find out how, how it all works. And so I thought that's oh. what you were up to. Oh, yeah. look at us finding out about our first real away <laughs> from work uh, get together. I want to pick your brain, speaking of, because I do mm -hmm. want to pick your brain on this, Pierre Polyev. And, mm -hmm. and sort of since he was named leader of the Conservative Party with 68% of the vote, I mean, not, not unsurprising. Um, mm -hmm. but, but what has taken place since? How have you watched that unfold well i mean you know i think yours and mine and most of us who work as as in the media now and i'm i used to be a politician and uh and i always respected media and, and i you know i did interviews with rebel oh god i did Re you know i was fine i don't if you want to talk to me talk to me i did interviews sure. with cbc on occasion whatever you know yeah. three times they called me but uh but you know I'm, i i i was always open to as you have said many times that i was always open to you said that to brad last night brad west to him always being available that's important um i'm not paranoid about the media having i, I you know and have you've worked and having myself worked as a journalist before i got into politics way back at cbc and then now working again back in at cknw and doing this show and other stuff that i do uh you know, it's it, it. You you know that there's just not there's not this conspiracy. It doesn't exist. There's no, no time for that. You know what yeah. it's like. To, the stuff you got. If if there's anything, it's it's either laziness or just bad journalism because there's no time or whatever. Right. But generally, most all most of the reporters and people I know are just kind of trying to get the stories told, and they're not sitting there with a hidden agenda. They really aren't. Anyways, but unfortunately, David Aitken came at him right after he was became the leader uh, and won that leadership thing. And, and, and David Aiken, who's, uh, you know, with Global, uh, apologized. He said, yeah, that was maybe a bit aggressive. He, he did put an apology out there. But it fed into Pierre Polyev's, you know, and, and there's this paranoia that I feel like exists with so many politicians now uh, that is misguided. I just, I just worry about that. And I think that uh, it's not, it's a really slippery slope and a, and a really bad way to go. We need... Journalism provide the checks and balances to politicians. They keep them honest. They literally yeah. do. You do not want to get caught doing something illegal. And the likely people that are going to catch you are journalists. So your paranoia of journalists should only be based on if you're dishonest or something conniving. It's not if you're doing, if you do good work and you care and you're honest, you shouldn't be getting, you shouldn't be worried about journalists. They're not going to plant stuff. They, they, they just, that's the key. You, you know, your other parties might, but I mean, you have to just kind of accept that's the that key. there's some dirtiness in politics, but mostly journalists are just trying to do their job. They really are. Right. Anyways, answer the question, pose yeah. the question, answer the question. If you have nothing to hide, there's a clear answer to the question. The people who want to spin the agenda of the press, usually are the ones with the agenda. I'm just going to put that out there. I also and, want to touch and, on crime. Just, because just, but just, just on, on the final note on that, you know, uh, having worked as a reporter and put a mic into people's faces, and then there are people, certainly from my point of view, when I was in the office, like Francis Beulah, when Francis Beulah would call you, yeah. uh, you'd be like, oh, God, what, what's, what's this going to be about? This is going to hurt. I, this is going to leave a mark. something stupid. Or Bob yeah. Mackin, who, you know, yeah. he does some Diligent. cool stuff. He's, yeah. you know, he's tenacious. tenacious. Uh, and uh, yeah. when he calls you, you're like, 
okay, I got to be, you know, He's I got to think something. about what I'm going to say here, or what's yeah. going on. I mean, these are- Even if it has nothing that. to do with you, right? Like, even if it has nothing to do with doesn't. you. And, and yeah. that's, I, it, it's, it's how you might become the sound bite about a story. Yeah. You have to make sure that you know what you're talking about. And this is really big for me. I have so much respect for someone who says, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, course. I don't know. As opposed to trying to say yeah. something, just say, I don't know. And you know what? Really we, we're parents. We're parents, right? What's the thing you tell yeah. your kids? Don't lie because don't it's lie. really hard to keep track of your lies. You're going to, or you're just going to have to remember that lot. I mean, I, yeah, sometimes no. I worry I, about when you, when you have to come up with a fib for, you know, your family member to, so because whatever reason, you know, and then you forget, Oh, what was that? What was that thing I had to say to them <laughs> to make yeah. sure that I was at that thing? And ugh, it's too complicated. I just, I want to just jump in that. here before we run out of time, yes. because we also on the show, not that this is always going to be a debrief of steel and bats, but last night we did have two uh, exceptional guests. If you want to watch it, go to the check plus app and watch it, watch it. Howard Chow, Deputy Police Chief for the VPD joined us in studio as well as Brad West. Interestingly enough, both from Poco. So oh, Howard Chow was like, you're my mayor. I mean, there was a really cool moment between the two of them. Mm. Um, and and seeing the authentic side of, of both of these individuals in a more relaxed way. Really- I wish you were my mayor in Vancouver where I work. Yeah, pretty much. But it was really interesting. Uh, Howard Chow threw down a stat. Uh, about the spiking crime in in mm-hmm. Vancouver uh, that you and I have been talking about that the mayor, the current mayor has been in denial of, but just now coming around now that it's election time to the fact that it yeah. is actually crazy it's in this town right now. Something. Yeah. But the 76%, 76% of the uh, random attacks uh, for a day on average, random attacks, stranger attacks in Vancouver uh, are mental health issues, like exacerbated mental health problems, right? And then the repeat offender, which is a different bucket. He's like, there are many buckets, but you know, in the universe of crime that, that we're facing, the other bucket is the repeat offender bucket. And that is largely, if not completely rooted in addiction and, and the mm-hmm. crisis associated with the need to feed the addiction, the, the petty theft and crimes that over and over and over and over and over again. And where... The support system just isn't in place. And Howard Chow actually very much had responsibility on the VPD, which I found to be refreshing. He, he said, you know, it's, it's a breakdown of multiple areas, the pillars that we've talked about, George. And one thing I found really interesting from both Brad West, Mayor West and Howard Chow was how the, the time for studies and reports and what have you are over, like we need to actually mm-hmm. try things and if they don't, they don't work, we move it forward. And I think that comes back to some of the frustrations surrounding what our health minister, Adrian Dix, has had to say publicly about the, the falling down of, of and the crumbling, really, of our healthcare system in BC. It's a train wreck that we've seen coming for a while, and it's good whether it be mental health or just physical health. And his answers in at UBCM, the health, health minister, were just not there. He got not there. Hard, hard. He got attacked big time by Yvonne Palmer, Francis Bula. You're not answering the question, Minister. Uh, what are yeah. you going to do about this healthcare crisis that we are in that we saw coming that I've heard predicted when, since I was a kid Same. Uh, with the aging population and and couple that with this mental health care challenge that because of cutbacks and changes to the way we do this stuff and the yeah. you know, we've talked about this on the show many times 30 years ago it's a generational uh 
problem we've put ourselves in with relates related to mental health care and housing. I still yeah. think, though, for this election, for the municipal election, uh, housing is still the number one. Housing and affordability, but housing is definitely yeah. still. We could talk about crime, it's it's, but it's still niche. I think as far as getting of winning this election, and so this is where Colleen Hardwick's team I think falls down, where their housing plan is is really to most people it seems limiting um and then you've got on the other end of the spectrum mark marison's very aggressive uh you know but uh the other two lead candidates are kind of their 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 plans are meh so that's why this election is so boring but crime it's a horse issue, race it's right the, now uh, it's a horse race right now yeah. between ken sim and kennedy stewart right it is. It is. It is. So, the, the, well, the, the, it, the, the, the other candidates will be the upsets. They'll, they'll but that's what I mean. Okay, so let's lay this down for somebody who's like, I don't care about municipal politics. All I know is I hate what's happening and what's going to happen. And you've said this from day one of all of these candidates. It feels like we've been doing this for 18 months for this coming election. Like, seriously. But There's exhaustion out there, for sure. Kennedy, Kennedy Stewart and Ken Sim right now. Those are your front runners. Those are your two. And on yeah. the on the right hand side of the spectrum, whether it be fiscally conservative or somewhat conservative or all the way to the right conservative, there are what, four candidates, really five candidates or whatever on the right and one on the left. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. So I mean, Mark Morrison might argue he's centrist, but, uh, and, le and leans to the left, but he's got ties to the BC liberals, which would be perceived as right wing. As so, conservative. So when people yeah. are splitting the vote on that side of the spectrum, whatever, I'm calling it right, conservative, whatever you want to call it. Um, when people are splitting the vote, it's literally handing the mayor's office to the person on the left. Yeah. Uh, yes, potentially. I mean, it's also about turnout. So, uh, you know, this is undecided. I don't think I've ever seen, I mean, depending on the poll you see, but the latest one from mayor, I think it's 50 percent undecided. It's like insane, like number of undecided voters. Uh, if you're looking at 40 to 60% undecided, a less than a month out of an election, you've got an electorate that's like either completely given up uh, or completely like, blech. and so the turnout will be a challenge. So uh, the key uh, for Kennedy Stewart to win and what he might is his, his ability to get the vote out. I, I, though I, you know, we talked about this last, where, where's his campaign as far as advertising? He's got, we saw his fundraising information as we talked about at the top. Yeah. What's yeah. that money going to? You yeah. see, you've heard, we talked about Kennedy ad. ad campaigns. Yeah. Obviously he's spending a lot of money. Yeah. Money will be, money is what it will take to win. It's not only the advertising, but get the vote out. You got to get your vote out. So for Ken Sim to win, he's got to get every single, every single MPA vote, yeah. every single yeah. one of them. Every he's single not going to get every single one because Colleen's got a chunk of those and Fred Hardin's going to get a chunk of those. Right. So he's got to find another 30,000 votes. Uh, whereas Kennedy Stewart knows, he could say comfortably he'll get the same vote that he got last time, if not more, because he doesn't have competition and people are really pissed at kennedy stewart there are lots of people because even the undecideds when i ask so? people like but but <laughs> they know. but the no but here's the thing george and i i'm basically agreeing with you is that people are so just have such distaste with where the city is at right now that they're mad at kennedy stewart about it and they voted for him last time but they're not saying and i'm going to go vote for ken Sim. Yeah. They're like, it, I might just stay home. Look, okay, I'll come, stay home. Or they'll say, I'll give him one more chance. I'll give right. him one more chance. So to beat an incumbent after one that. term, it, it just, I mean, Donald Trump, <laughs> he denies it, of course, is, is an example in the States, but it's very, very, very unusual. You know, Jimmy yeah. Carter, uh, you know, Joe Clark yeah. didn't even, in Canada didn't even, I mean, it's just unusual to lose. It just would be, uh, it's uh, it'd be unprecedented that I that know. would happen. I know for sure what I, I know what, when I, when I vote on October 15th, 2022, uh, just under a month from now, I know for sure 
who I'm not voting for on the park board. <laughs> yes, well, that's and 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 some of those who've moved into council, I'm sure you went voting for them. I now. am never voting for anybody who uh, sat on the agenda side of the park board, the Green Cope Alliance that has destroyed Stanley Park. Have you seen Stanley Park? Pine beetles. My know, favorite I monkey know, tree is dead. That has been there my entire life. Mm-hmm. The monkey tree, as you're going north across Landscape Bridge, it is completely destroyed by pine beetles. That'll never. It's going to get. It's going to get so much worse in Stanley Park. I'm disgusted at how it has been left to <laughs> die a sad death. So that I'm not even going to say the words bike lanes. Ride around like a velodrome. I hope you enjoyed your time in the trees because all the trees are now. Anyways, we'll leave it there. What's our what's our what's our what's our handles? George underscore. Affleck on Twitter, George underscore Affleck on Twitter at Jody Vance, Jody with a Y at Jody Vance on Twitter, unspunpodcast.com. Sign up, click the Subscribe. link, you'll get it. Subscribe. Subscribe. It does, doesn't cost anything. We don't sell your information. You just get this glorious entertainment weekly, right, George? I can't guarantee that, actually. Yeah. How, much, how, much are you pay for that? how much are you willing to pay for it? No, I'm kidding. Of course, get out of here. I don't have time to, I don't have time to do that. All right, time. we'll see you next week and have a great weekend. Bye. Bye.